Lord, right now in the name of Jesus. Take authority right now, Lord. Have your way in this place, Father God. We thank you. We love you, Lord Jesus. Because, Father, we know that the plans you have for us, Father God, are to prosper us, Lord, and give us hope, Father God, for our future, Lord. We know that you are in total control, Father. Have your way in this service, Father. Thank you, Lord Jesus. You are the one in charge and total control. Use me as your vessel in Jesus' name. Amen. Out with the old, in with the new. I want to say that again. Out with the old, in with the new. Put your hands together. I haven't even started preaching. I love that the Spirit of God's already talking to some of you. <laughs> That's the best. <laughs> I'll have to, you know, let the Spirit of God work. You put your hands together. I hear some people on the internet putting their hands together as well. Out with the old, in with the new. Or if you want to do it the flip side, in with the good, out with the bad. How many of us here want bad in our life? Don't raise your hand. I caught you. No one here is going to raise their hand and want anything bad. I don't want anything bad. None of us do. Nor, no, no normal person would say, yeah, just give me all the bad. No. doesn't work that way. None of us want bad. We all want good. But unfortunately, it doesn't always work that way. Sometimes there's people that go through struggles and have bad things occur to them. We don't want it, but it's sometimes it's, it's there. We got to deal with it. This is why it's so beautiful, beautiful thing, man, that we're children of God and we have the word of God. Amen. Because sometimes bad things do happen. We want the bad. When I, when I refer to out with the old, in with the new, the old is our old ways. Ways that are not of God. The new, amen, is the things of God, the spiritual things. We want all the good. I want new. When I refer to new and old, okay, think of like good and bad. Old, we don't want old. We want new. Someone say new. We want good. Someone say good. Praise the Lord that our God is a good God. We want God. That means we got something. We want good. We want goodness, Amen. Flourishing in every area of our life. Someone say amen. amen. Let's go to 2 Corinthians 5.17. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has passed away. The new has come. Say new. So now you're in Christ. We're a new creation. The old, Paul referring here, as the old, the old man, our old ways, our old habits, our old ways of thinking. The old is gone. The bad is gone. Now the new, the good is here. Someone say amen. Those of you that are in Christ say amen. This verse, I'm going to read this, it's pretty powerful. This verse emphasizes the transformative power of faith 
Remember, everything's based off faith. In Christ, obviously, it's extremely important what Jesus did for us. <laughs> but remember, without the faith backing up what Jesus did, it's not going to work for you. Many people, Jesus, how many of you know that people, unfortunately, do go to hell? It's unfortunate. Jesus still died. Jesus still resurrected. He is God. He's the Savior of, the, of, the, all, of, of all of humanity. But that doesn't mean everyone accepts and acknowledges and receives and surrenders their life to him. So you have to have faith in what Jesus did for you in order to receive. Someone say amen. Okay, good. So you have to have faith in order to be able to be a son or a daughter of God. Faith, believing in God. But let's go back to this. I kind of did a little quick parenthesis here. Now. This verse emphasizes transformative power of faith in Christ. It suggests that through our relationship with him, individuals can renew, can find renewal or newness, leaving behind the past and embracing a new life. It can be interpreted as encouragement of letting go of your, your old patterns, behaviors, attitudes, and embrace the newness that comes with your transformation. Say, I am transformed. Glory be to Jesus. In Christ. Don't start telling me you're transformed because of how good you are and what you have done and what, how many times of hours you put in, how many people you helped. That's great. You're not transformed because of you. You're transformed because of your faith in Christ. Put your hands together. It's what Jesus did, not what we did. All glory goes to him. Amen. So now this newness. So why do we all need this newness? Well, the reason, real, real simple, Romans 3.23 says it very clearly. For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Put it there for me. Thank you. All of us have sinned. All of us have fallen short. None of us, man, we are all born sinners. How about that? We need Jesus. If none of us had a problem, we wouldn't need the problem solver. If not, we wouldn't be coming to church. If not, Jesus wouldn't have had to die. If not, there wouldn't have to have been a price to have been paid. But that's not the case. We all need Jesus. We all need the newness. We all need Christ. We all need to be transformed. We all need to be transformed. Our old ways got us in trouble. Sometimes still get us in trouble. Our old ways were not the right ways. Our old ways are the fruit of our flesh. Because remember, before Christ, we were just purely flesh. We didn't have the spirit of God dwelling in us. We didn't have that power to transform. The only way you can transform is from having, is by obtaining, receiving Christ. In Christ, you're a new creation. Then the old ways are gone. So I was looking at this. Put up, put up the, 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 the first verse, um, that I, the 2 Corinthians 5.17. I want you guys to, to, because we've heard of this many times. A lot of us have. And if you haven't, amen, you're hearing it now. And I've read this verse countless, countless, countless times. 
And it, it hit me. And I was studying, and I love when the Spirit of God just reveals himself to me. And I'm going to reveal what he told me to you right now. And those of you watching me live, pay attention. Because you see, this newness, because sometimes when you think, okay, I'm in Christ. I received, I received Jesus when I, was, when I was like nine years old. So now I have this, I'm new, you know. Most of us begin to, um, I guess we, the word would be, um, we... Without thinking of it, it's like it comes naturally with us when we think of when we receive Christ the first time, right? When we're in the newness of Christ, the old is gone. You know, okay, yeah, I start beginning to reminisce of, man, okay, when I receive Jesus, which, amen, this is the first step, right? We receive the Lord. Now we're transformed. Now we have Jesus in Christ, but you see, it goes so much deeper than that because when I began to read, I began to um, uh, pray and the Lord was saying, this newness is a recent newness. What do you mean? Well, yeah, when a car is brand new, it's got that new smell. Right? It's not like you just bought the car 30 years ago and it's new. No, it's a 30-year-old car. 20-year-old car, right? When you buy something brand new, when you get the brand new iPhone 15, it's brand new. You're not going to have the, I bought, I remember my first iPhone, but it's, that was how long ago? You see, this newness is a recent newness. It's a constant newness. Okay. I know I'm preaching to someone. This newness is recent. Let's look at the newness synonyms. Uniqueness, innovation, modernity, uh, modern, excuse me, modernity, modern, modern, let me say that right. What's wrong with my tongue today? Lord, help me. Modernity. <laughs> modernity, like modern. I don't know why, why I had to write all that, whatever. Anyways, you're with me, say amen. And recentness. So newness is recent. Something that has just been built. Something fresh. Something fresh. Something new. So you see, it's not, now I'm in Christ. Yeah, you're in Christ, but you're on a daily newness in Christ. This is something recent. If you're in Christ, you walk around, man, you know when someone's got Christ. You, it's like that brand new car, that brand new phone, that brand new update. You know, and you'll know if it's the old one or if it's the new one. This isn't an experience you had 20 years back. This is a daily newness. That's why the Bible says we need to renew our minds daily. Because every single day you are in a newness with Christ. Come on, somebody. It's an everyday thing. Every time I see it, it's like, man, I've just been updated. Have you been updated? Or are you still living in that old? I don't know. I know I'm speaking to someone here this morning because I know when it hit me, man, I was like, wow. And this is the revelation that the Spirit of God gave me. The newness, that brand new car. Man, right when you remodeled that home, it's like a brand new house that just built. You can tell the houses that are built in the 80s, in the 70s, in the 60s, but you can also tell that new house that just been constructed around the corner. You see, this is an everyday new thing. It's like... 
And I've said this many times. I'm going to say it again because this is an everyday thing. We need to be refreshed daily. Oh, I've heard it a million times. Well, hear it again because the Spirit of God will tell you something different today than he told you yesterday, than he told you years back. Because we need to live in the now. Because that's what God has something in store for you today, right now. Not what you've heard, but what you're hearing. Not what you've heard, but what you are hearing. That's why the Bible says faith comes by hearing the word of God. Not what you heard back 20 years back. Does it mean that you can't remember how God took you out of certain areas? Amen. It's good to remember your past. It's good to remember how God took you out of that struggle, how God saved your marriage, how God got you out of that addiction, how God uh, opened up new doors for your business, hurdles that God has helped you achieve and overcome. Amen. But guess what? That's not what God has for you today. God has something more. God has something now. Faith comes by hearing the word of God, not the what you've heard, but what you are listening to right now. What the spirit of God has for you now. If you're receiving this, say amen. Put your hands together. Hallelujah. Right now. Say now. Now. Recent. You're being built every single day. When I see you, I want to see a brand new, brand new, that brand new car smell. Every day is a new car. Every day is a new house. Right? Obviously, guys, you understand what I'm saying here spiritually. But it's noticeable. Because if it's constant update, you're being up. Man, when you get that update on your phone, what do you do that same day? You push that update. You want to see what new update is on your phone. What new feature, what new technology, what new avenue, what new, I don't know, widget. I don't know all of this weird stuff. But I want to figure it out sometimes too. Sometimes my kids are like, Papa, you have this old update. I need to update my phone, right, baby? They know what I'm talking about. My kids are like, I still got the iPhone 11. I got to buy the, I got to buy the 15, man. It's true. I'm not even lying to you. I need a new phone. I'm going to get it soon. But you see, the problem is, is that I have this old phone. And guess what? My, my kids, my kids have this, you know, this, and I'm sure all of you as well know what I'm talking about here. I don't like updates sometimes on my phones. I like, I like the buttons to be where they are, where they always are. I don't like that. <laughs> But guess what? That's the flesh is programmed like that. Come on, am I preaching to someone this morning? Sometimes I don't like to update. I like things where they are. I'm comfortable with the button being like the way it looks. I don't want it to change. But you see what happens is this dinosauric prehistoric phone that I have now is not even working anymore. But I like the things where they are. Shut up. Get the update. Get the updated version. God has something better for you. But I don't like change. It's uncomfortable. I know. Change is uncomfortable, but it's for your benefit. It's for all our benefits. If not, your phone's going to, man, my battery is garbage. I'm not even going to lie. I'm being really honest with you. I just came. <laughs> I just came from a trip. I literally had to ask Yuli for because 
I have this battery, right, the portable one, to plug it into my phone. If not, the phone's going to die. It doesn't, it's just old. Like, I need a new phone. I'm going to have to get, make it. I was even thinking about it today. I have to make an appointment with the Apple Store tech guys, sit with these guys, and legit have, like, I got, I got passwords I don't even remember. I'm going to have to put in some work. And I don't know about how you are. It may have been spiritually. I don't know what you're going through in your personal life with God. But, it, man, it works the same. Some of you may need to be coming to church every day to update things in your life. Certain areas that need renewal. I'm going to take a lot longer in the iPhone store than you that have the 14 to the 15. I got to jump from 11 to 15. My iPhone. But spiritually speaking, can someone... You may not like what I'm saying, but guess what? It's imperative for your well-being. It's imperative. Because, man, this life, we only got one life. Spiritually speaking, praise God, I'm trying to renew myself every single day. Updated, brand new, recent. Out with the old, in with the new. You aren't just a new creation from your first experience with God, church. You can't keep living on based off what happened to you a long time ago. Amen. But I want to hear a new testimony. Amen that you have what God took you out of and how you're a new creation. Okay, but what's happening to you right now? How many times have you ever met someone in life that they just talk about how, man, how they used to be this and used to be that? Good for you. What are you doing now? Are you stuck in the past? My God is a newness God. Man, we are, we are new creations in Christ. This is a daily thing. Don't be stuck in the past. But that's what the enemy wants. You to be sitting in your chair thinking about how the old days were, how the old. That's fine. You can think about it, but don't live there. Because we're not there. We're in 2023. Today's October, what, 21st? 22nd. Beat I'm still in the we're in the 22nd of October. Wake up, pastor. <laughs> Yo, I'm telling you. And it moves fast. And just as God has new things for you, guess what? The enemy also has. God has plans for your life, and so does the enemy. Some of you people don't like talking about that. But it's important to know, because if you're not recently updated, what will happen is, just like that phone, man, your battery's going to die. Your apps aren't going, man, the phone's not going to work the same. You got to be renewed constantly. It is a daily, daily thing. This is a daily, daily thing. A constant renovation. You are in, you are in constant renovation every single day. It's like a renovation that will never, ever, 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 ever be ready until the day you go and live in paradise with your king. Look at it like that. That's the most simplest way I can put it. We are, this should be on some Twitter thing. We are in a constant, every single day, renovation, spiritually speaking. Because I promise you, it's like when you read the same, when I read, just like I just told you how I read this Bible verse, hundreds of, hundreds of, hundreds of, hundreds of, hundreds of times, if not thousands. Yeah, thousands for sure. I've been doing, I've been reading the word of God for some, quite some time now. And I just got a new revelation on it today, the last week when I was preparing for this. God has something new every day for you, for your benefit, the goodness, man. He wants you to flourish like you. 
His plans are way higher than you. Man, his thoughts are higher than your thoughts. His ways are higher than our ways. The enemy's the one that wants to keep you in your old habits and not being updated because it's more comfortable that way. Well, guess what? You want to be where God is. And guess what? Man, it's not, it is not broad. The way, man, the right way is the narrow road, guys. It is unfortunate. Some of you, I'm sorry. You got to make an effort. We have to make an effort. If not, the enemy's, you're going to keep being defeated. Because that's what the enemy wants is for us to be defeated. We got to learn to be comfortable being uncomfortable. It's in your comfortable state where you stay the same, where you're stagnant, where you're not doing, man, you're not. You'll never be, you'll never achieve what God has for your life if you're always in a comfortable state. I'm being honest with you. Now, we can live comfortably knowing that God is in control. But guess what? That takes an effort because sometimes our flesh, it's a flesh, doesn't like to get updated. Our flesh likes the ways of the flesh, likes the old habits, likes doing things its way. But the Spirit of God is the one that's knocking on your door. Hey, go, hey, go, go tell that person Jesus loves them. Something so simple like that. Hey. Our, our, our flesh is programmed to do earthly things, man. We are, we are living in this earth, but we're not of. Now, recent. We're a new creation. This is recently noticeable. Constant renewal. Daily. Now, it's harder for others because sometimes we have things in us that we don't want to take out. You see, in order for us to be constantly updated, in order for us to be constantly renewed, we need things to come out. Now I'll get to the second part, which is where the flesh feels uncomfortable because you've been doing things for such a long time and your old ways likes the old ways and God's saying, nah, it's not like your way, it's my way. And now we got to choose what we want. We want to choose God's way or we want to choose our way. And I want to be where God is, man. I want to choose God's way. I want to be, I want to live my life and live it in abundance. I want God's hand and blessings to bless every area of my life. My health, my finances, my peace, my, my um, man, my state of mind. Rest, true rest, man. I don't want to worry. And let me tell you something, when you're in God, when you're in Christ, man, and you know, you just know, he will fight your battles for you. That's a battle in its own because we're programmed to do things ourselves, to carry on this weight ourselves. There's certain things that need to come out. Bad habits need to come out. So I'm going to tell you the story. What happened to me the last two, three weeks has been pretty interesting. So... I was supposed to preach here the 2nd of October, I believe it was a Sunday. Yeah. And I, 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 th the Thursday prior to that Sunday, three days before the October the 2nd, I started feeling a little pain on my throat. Felt like I was going to get like a cold or something. No big deal. You can even ask my kids. I can say, hey. I was, I was not, I was feeling kind of strange. And I don't like taking antibiotics. I don't like taking pills, medications, and all that. But if you need it, you need it. And trust me, I got to the point where I was taking the medications. I'm not there yet. <laughs> I'm going to get there. 
But it all started as a, some small little sore throat. And then, you know, one day goes by. I'm like, all right, you know what? I'm just going to, you know, take my vitamin. Vitamin C is good. Take your vitamins, okay, guys? I take my vitamins, especially when I'm feeling like I'm about to get a little under the weather, the emergency packet, all that stuff. It's good. Before I had to, like, go to the doctor. I don't really like going to the doctor. If I don't have to go to the doctor, sometimes it's just a small cold, you know. And plus, I believe in Christ. You know, I'm a, I'm a very firm believer that, hey, it's, it's no big deal. You don't always got to go to the doctor just because you have a cough. Please don't be that type of individual. We got, you know, don't stress over that too much. I don't want to. That's another preaching on its own, okay. <laughs> Point is. I, it was something small and began to escalate into something bigger. By the time Saturday came, man, I couldn't even swallow. It was hurting me a lot. And I saw that my, my, my tonsil on my left side was, it was just starting to get bigger and bigger. And I'm like, this is, this is bad. Like I, started, I didn't have any fever, but I had the cold sweats at night. I would wake up, and I had to preach on Sunday. I had a preaching ready. I mean, I, as I was studying with this pain, and it was like, man, this, and I hadn't had any medication. I didn't take any, I was just taking my vitamins, and, and I realized it wasn't enough. So I went, to the, I went to the urgent care on Sunday. It was pretty bad, the pain, and I was like, what's going on? You know, I want to get rid of this thing. Plus, I went to the urgent care because three days, two days after that, we all went, I, had a, I just returned from, uh, we went to Istanbul and to uh, uh, Greece, it was amazing, but I'll tell you the story now, I had, a, I had this flight to go, you know, I'm going to go across the world with the 50, we went like 50 something people from church, it was very nice, I had mentioned that we were going to go on this trip, very amazing blessing, um, so anyway, I was kind of worried about that too, you know, I'm, hey, I got to go on this trip, and I'm this thing on my throat, like I got to preach and, and I, got, I got things I need to take care of. I wasn't even able to preach that Sunday here with you guys the 2nd of October. I do remember it was the 2nd of October because we left on the 4th. 1st or 2nd, one of those two days. Um, the point is, is that it started getting, it, they, they, they gave me a shot of penicillin and some antibiotics. The penicillin hurt like crazy, by the way. Oh, my God. I, st I couldn't sit for like a couple hours, but anyway. We're not going to get into that. It was painful. And anyway, so they gave me a shot of penicillin. They said it wasn't strep throat. I was like, okay. My hopes were up. They gave me an antibiotic. I started taking the antibiotic. You need to wait a couple of days for the antibiotic to do an effect in your life, okay, in your system. So, you know, okay, fine. So I took the antibiotic. I was still not feeling good. I was like, okay, I had to wait for this thing to work. I took the flight, and it felt like it was just getting worse instead of better. I'm like, okay, Jesus. Got on this 12-hour flight to Istanbul, okay? And then now, you know, we, have, we were there for like, a, we were there, we had to do it, uh, uh, um, uh, how do you call this, a connecting flight. We get to Greece. Then we're there the next day, the whole day, which is now we're on a Friday. This is actually Friday, October 7th, when the, when the war in Gaza and all these and the craziness that's going on in the world right now happened, started. But anyway, so Friday, I'm like, look, I'm not, I'm, I need to go, I need to go to the doctor. I got to go to the hospital. I'm feeling bad. This thing's not getting better. I've been on the antibiotics for three, four days. The fourth day, I'm like, this is not getting better. This is getting worse. It was starting to grow and accumulate this infection that I had. I didn't know what was going on. And plus, I was going to get on a four-day cruise the day after to go through the Apostle Paul where he was in different the Greek islands. It was amazing, by the way. I got the testimony later. Point of the story is, I show up to this hospital. I see this doctor. 
that's a specialist uh, in the throat and in the tonsils, looks at me, says, you need to get emergency surgery. I said, what? I'm like, wait, can I coach Folly? Try to get some nice meal or something. But regardless, I couldn't even swallow good. It was, it was terrible. I thank God now that I'm able to swallow and drink water and eat normal. Sometimes we take advantage of things or we take for granted how good we have certain things sometimes. That's a, um, anyway, point is I'm here and the doctor tells me you need surgery. And I'm like, what? I'm in another country. I'm in Greece. The nurse, the, thank God she spoke English because here they speak either Greek or English. You're in Greece. <laughs> this isn't some, you know, right there, what do you think is going on in my mind? Imagine you're on a trip, you plan this trip, and all of a sudden now you have this issue where you need to get surgery. And I'm like, you know what, can I just wait till I get back to America? Nope. If this thing were to rupture, it can cause very serious effects to your bloodstream, and it, could come, it can affect a lot of things. Let's just say, I don't want to tell you how bad, but they, so they had to immediately, they, 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 they didn't put me to sleep. Um, but they immediately, they, they injected the tonsil. It was huge. It was it's gross. I'm not going to get into details. But it hurt like crazy. I had to get it surgically removed. Well, not removed. They cut my tonsil and then drained all the pus. It was nasty. And I'm there in Greece, and I had to stay in the hospital because what happens is that it's in an area where it's so sensitive, it could get, it could get infected again, the, the cut that she had to open. So now I'm in the hospital. I'm supposed to be in this cruise in two days. And you know what, man? That's when I began to pray, and I meant, you know, Lord, and my, my parents were there. It's, this was crazy. Because we're, we're here with 50-something people from church. Donde está Bertico? You know, where am I? <laughs> He's in the hospital. He had to get emergency surgery. This had to come out. And praise the Lord Jesus, they caught it when it did because you don't even know what she told me when I was in the plane. When you're in the altitude, it could have ruptured on the way there. God is a good God, and I'm here standing today. Praise the Lord Jesus. Everything went well. I'm okay. But I promise you, it hurt like crazy. It wasn't fun experience. It was very, very uncomfortable and hurt a lot. And I was there to witness it because I wasn't sleeping while this happened. They did give me some anesthesia, but, man, that hurt even more, I think. But it had to come out. And praise the Lord Jesus, I stayed only one day in the hospital, even though the doctor's orders were he stayed a little longer. But I'm like, man, I got all these antibiotics in me. I felt good. I was healing extremely fast. Praise God, everything went well. And the trip was a success. I took all the antibiotics. I'm alive. I'm feeling well. I'm good. And I can actually talk normal. I can drink water normally. Like, wow. Praise the Lord. But you see, this infection. It's not treated. If it didn't come out, it could have caused, man, it could have, it could even get to the point where it could have possibly, could have killed me. Why? Because of how bad the rupture would have been already and goes through the whole bloodstream. Even though it started as a little small infection, I don't know who I'm talking to this morning. But if there's something in your life that you think 
you can just have there on the side. You don't give it all to God. If there's some type of infection, if there's some type of issue that you know is going against the heart of God, that's not supposed to be there, you know that needs to come out. Man, it is time. To make a decision. Because you know what? Sooner or later, it's going to grow. You're either in or you're either out. You're either hot or you're either cold. Look what it says here in the book of Revelation. It says, I know your works. You are neither hot nor cold. Would that were either cold Well, that you were either cold or hot, so because you are lukewarm and neither hot nor cold, I will spit you out of my mouth. Man, and I know I'm talking to someone here this morning. The order for you to be a new creation in Christ, the old needs to be gone. Whatever that infection may be in your life, whatever it is that may be holding you back, you know God for sure knows. It's time to get that spiritually, surgically removed. Because God wants you to be a new creation. You can have it both ways. You can't continue to live your life the same. You need to be a new creation completely. All that garbage, all the old ways, all your old thoughts need to be eliminated. Because the enemy wants to kill you. He doesn't want you to move forward. He wants to see your family destroyed. He wants to see you depressed all the time. He wants to see you worried all the time. That infection needs to be cut out. Remove it. And you put it in God's hands, I promise you, he'll remove it. Regardless of what it is. Something so small, man, it grew to something big. I'm telling you, everything in life is a seed. And that bad, that's what you, so, well, that's that, well, that, 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 Something possibly went wrong. I don't know what it was in your past or whatever it may be. However it is that got you where you are today or you that are watching me live on the internet. If there's some type of, I guess I'd call it a crutch, hindrance, infection. <laughs> spiritually speaking, of course. And maybe some of you may even have a, a physical one. Remember, by his stripes you are healed. There's a problem with your finances, man, give it to God. Let God uh, take care of it. Are you stressed and worried all the time? What are you sowing? Something's going to grow. Something will grow. We don't want the bad, but why are you sowing it? You got a man, first of all, maybe you've been saying to yourself right now, man, I am in a position right now. Where I know I've made many mistakes or maybe someone, I, I don't know where your head's at or what you are going through or what you've been through. But I know, man, that once you, man, you ask for repentance, man, whatever, whatever it is that you've sown in your past, that unforgiveness, that hate, whatever it may be, man, that will be gone. God will forgive you. Repentance leads to this. Repentance leads you to your freedom. You repent, man, that old seed, whatever old ways, whatever you may be saying, man, I got a bunch of different areas. I, only, I got one area I know I need work on. Remove it. The Spirit of God is saying to you this morning.